Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I am Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Hello. Oh, oh I thought you weren't there for a second. You're going all creepypasta on me. That was the last episode. That'd be an interesting creepypasta. It's like someone recording a podcast and weird things happening from the person on the other end. That's all I've got. Yeah. I'm, I'm not good at creepiness. No. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to play Click Pitch tonight. We uh, just recorded last week's episode. Now we're recording this week's episode. So we're already drunk, or I am. All right. So we're going <laughs> to play Click Pitch. Click Pitch is a game where each of us have a random word generator in front of us. On the count of three, two, one, click, we're going to get a new word. We're going to join those words, mash them together, turn them into a game design. And that's it. That's the game. It's fun. It is. Three, two, one, click. Three, two, one, click. Fluid. Estate. Estate. Hmm. Fluid estate. Okay. So. So estate is just like property. Well, I was actually thinking it's your, the matriarch of this family has just passed away. Okay. And so in her estate that she's left- there's lots of barrels. Barrels? Barrels of a mysterious fluid. Okay. And this mysterious fluid is maple syrup. And you've got to move it. <laughs> that that's that's literally all your inheritance. You've you've inherited this maple syrup that you now yep. have to work out how how to sell it. Oh, move it like sell it, not move it like physically t- transport it from one place to the other. No. I was going to say, the best way to do that is to probably throw it down ramps while a plumber tries to break <laughs> them with hammers. <laughs> uh, and get all that sweet, sweet maple syrup out. So, I may not like maple syrup myself, but I'm just wondering exactly okay, this how to actually make it taste better. This is over. Yeah, this podcast is done. Sorry, this is the last episode. I just found out that Trevor doesn't like maple syrup. You know I'm not fucking Canadian. Listen, <laughs> I lived in Canada for six years. I have an affinity with their country. You can't say that you don't like their national juice. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name for a game? National juice. <laughs> it's sweet, sweet tree juice. <laughs> sweet, sweet bin juice. <laughs> Oh, gross. You can't make callbacks to the last episode, Trevor. People don't remember it. <laughs> Just because we recorded it half an hour ago, they listened to it a week ago. <laughs> All right, so- yeah. or, for, or for the person who's um, who's binging right now, you only listened to it like an hour ago. You know, well done. Yeah, okay. You remember, then, you remember that. You're the one person who got that callback. So, (laughs) the game is that you are trying to sell maple syrup. Yep. So, is it like, is it basically lemon, like one of those lemonade stand games Uh, (laughs) where you sort of, you set up a stand and it's like a dollar per glass. (laughs) (laughs) You have to say how much sugar to put in. (laughs) Well, that doesn't really work for maple syrup, but. 
I, I guess how are the different ways you can even sell maple syrup? I guess you can bake it into things. You can make like candy out of it. You can just sell it in bottles. Yep. You could. I guess you could sell pancakes and put the maple syrup on the pancakes, like or charge extra. Yep. Um, or waffles. So, I remember um, there was a Smodcast episode many, many moons ago that was talking about a great maple heist. Okay. So, maybe one of the ways to get rid of maple syrup in this is to organise, like, a heist. Okay, and then collect the insurance money? And then collect the insurance money. So, so your character can sort of go a multitude of different ways, whether, whether they want to try and be a, a legitimate businessman, um, whether they want to... You know, maybe go into the drug trade and like hide um, packages of cocaine within the maple syrup because no one's ever going to open the open a barrel of maple syrup to check whether what's in it. Right. So many many different ways that you can go. Thinking maybe it could almost be a a mafia style game. As in, okay. there's a maple syrup mafia. The maple syrup mafia. Yep. <laughs> okay. So. So, <laughs> so you play a person who finds out when their mother dies that they were actually the head of the maple syrup mafia. Yep. This is the Canadian mafia. <laughs> They're known as the maple syrup mafia. Yep. Uh, and they're moving drugs through barrels of maple syrup. They're putting bodies, disposing of bodies in ba- in barrels of maple syrup. Basically anything they can put in a barrel of maple syrup they're dealing with. Yeah, pretty guns. much. Guns. Um, <laughs> trafficking guns in maple syrup. <laughs> you pull it out, it's all sticky. And it's like, oh, it <laughs> doesn't want to use yeah, it. I mean, it's of questionable use, but some people like their guns sticky. <laughs> it's like honey, you know, like you put that stuff on something and it just never comes off. Like it, you always have that slight residue there. And that's the way yeah. my hands always feel after I've, like, touched maple syrup. Well, don't touch it with anything but your tongue and you'll be fine. Yeah, but then the residue stays on the tongue the Maybe whole time. Maybe a- <laughs> <laughs> Tongue residue. Mm. <laughs> so, what, what I like about this game is, you know, there's this trend lately in games that a lot of people don't like. But as a game, you know, as a game developer, it makes them a lot of money is uh, loot boxes. Uh, so I'm just picturing, you know, you get your screen. It's like, all right, buy some loot boxes. You get a barrel, smash it open. You don't know what's going to be inside. A body, guns, drugs. <laughs> Could be anything. It doesn't actually a help. A puppy. It, it doesn't help. Exotic, <laughs> exotic animals. Like, people smuggle People smuggle all sorts of shit. They've drowned. Or, or you know, the, the poodle. Well, was- no, you only smuggle fish in them, Trevor. <laughs> Only aquatic animals. We're not stupid in the Canadian mafia. We know what we're doing. Their insignia is like a maple leaf. It just looks like the Canadian flag. (laughs) They're just so nationalistic. They couldn't couldn't come. It wasn't you that couldn't come up with anything better. It was them. (laughs) Exactly. They're just like, but we're the maple leaf mafia or the, the maple syrup mafia. You know, it's, it's just it a maple sense. leaf dripping. It's a dripping maple leaf <laughs> in maple syrup, <laughs> and the red is is all the blood. <laughs> yeah, totally <laughs> from all the blood that they've spilled. Okay, three, so two, one, one click. Kit, kit, yes, sharing. Damn it! 
I was hoping that you go cat, and then it was like, oh my god, that's Kit amazing. Kit Kat, a Kit Kat simulator. Physically simulated Kit Kats, you have to break them perfectly. Yep, so it's a no, VR it's- game where you've got to, you got to try and resist the temptation to scoff all the Kit Kats yourself and actually share the Kit Kats with someone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I think, you know what? Until we have proper haptic feedback, in VR, mm-hmm. I don't want to see. I don't want to see a Kit Kat game because oh, cause, cause if you, I can't you feel, that, feel snap, that snap. Yeah, uh, I think there's. I think there's definitely a niche for a game where you get to with proper haptic feedback in VR, break Kit Kats in half, pop bubble wrap, peel as many uh, plastic coverings off of new electronics as you like, like all those little things that just feel good and run out too quickly. <laughs> okay. So, in all seriousness, that let's talk yeah. about a game in which a kit is being shared. Yeah, so I I was almost thinking a co-op game where you've got you've only got one set of armor between two of you or like one set of kit, I guess, like yep. one set of something. I guess armor. Armor's fine. Let's stick with armor. So, depending on the different circumstances of the game, you have to decide, okay, well, pass me the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I need the helmet. You go the other way. You wear the pants. And, you know, so you can walk through the uh, river full of piranhas and I will walk through <laughs> the forest with monkeys trying to throw rocks at me. <laughs> um, I was with you up until the point where you... So, you said co-op and I was like, yes. Sharing, Yes. And then Kit is in armor, and I was like, ah. Oh. Okay, what's your thought? I was hoping that you'd say it's a co-op CSI-type game in which you're sharing, like, fingerprint powder and all that sort of stuff. So, so only one person can be doing fingerprint powder, and one person can be, like, taking photos with the camera, and then... Um, all right, I'll yes and you... When you didn't yes and me. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Sometimes sometimes we don't feel an idea. Yeah, I wasn't feeling that one. That's fine. Because you mentioned all the funny things and I had nothing else left to say. <laughs> That's it. I wrung it dry in three seconds. All right. So, a CSI, a co-op CSI game mm-hmm. or, or just a general sort of detective game, I guess. Yeah. I, I'm talking more, you're not the homicide detective sort of thing. You're- you're one of the one of the people just trying to find the evidence. So, can we mix it up a little bit and yep. not set it in like contemporary real world times? Let's think about what a CSI or investigative policeman detective could be in a different world where. I don't actually have anything for this. I just wanted to be- <laughs> I just wanted to mix it up. Think of a setting that we haven't done. I mean, I, I mean, I guess, I guess you could just. <laughs> I just we do a lot of investigative games in contemporary settings, like, and and we haven't necessarily done this direct mechanic. But I thought let's let's make it a little bit more interesting. <laughs> CSI Nathan- Neanderthals. <laughs> Like caveman times, yeah. <laughs> that could be kind of that could be, could be kind of cool. <laughs> so all you, all you can say between each other is like, 
Ugo. We solved it. We solved the case. I guess that's probably difficult because what kit do you even have? Like, what tools do cavemen have to solve crimes? Bones. Um, yeah, but what are they? Do- what are they doing with them? They just ground up to make fingerprint powder. Against things and- <laughs> okay, so well, I guess maybe a th- uh, like maybe you could just do a like a, a future a futuristic sort of style, just so then you can come up with all sorts of cool little gadgets, to- gadgets and tools to detect things and make it a bit more interesting. Yep. Not that not that contemporary CSI sort of stuff with fingerprint dust and whatever isn't interesting, but yeah, like some you got fancy scanners and I don't know, maybe it's fucking maybe it's a licensed Star Trek next generation. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> except I was I was going sort of the older style um Star Trek where they always had the tricorder. Except right. yeah, like okay. maybe maybe it's like set quite a bit before the original series so that you don't just have like maybe there's three different quarters so you know eventually gets combined into the tricorder but originally it was like three different <laughs> things three different because- quarters yeah the <laughs> unicorder three different unicorders <laughs> exactly so i was like have you got your unicorder kit and you got to share that unicorder kit <laughs> right so you take the medical unicorder wait but the me- wait the doctors had a medical tricorder so did they have three different functions to the standard tricorder I think maybe they had three different diseases they could um they could detect. <laughs> Just three different diseases. That's it. But they had a whole kit of them, so that's it. Maybe that's the game. It's like someone comes into your into your fucking sick bay, and you pull out your medical tricorder and you scan them, and you go, "Nope, it's not diabetes or AIDS or diabetes type two." <laughs> Next, pull out your next medical tricorder. Nope, it's not alopecia. It's it's not osteoporosis. And it's not gout. And it's not gout. All right, next. And that's the whole game. No, that's dumb. Uh, So. Okay, so it's a three-person co-op game. Um, You're like three different red shirts, I'm thinking having to deal with things like transporter malfunctions and fires in engineering. And you go around, you each have a unicorder um, that can, that can like scan for one particular thing. And you get to, you get to sort of like fight for what you're going to be scanning at the start. (laughs) Okay. So you got the fingerprint scanner, you've got the um, footprint scanner and you've got like, the DNA scanner. Like a facial recognition. Um, yeah, you could have, <laughs> you could have that. I don't know. So, this might ruin it. I've just looked it up, and the three functions of a tricorder are sensor scanning, data analysis, and recording data. I don't really know that splitting that up into three unicorders is going to be fun. <laughs> one person gets to do data analysis. Oh, no, one person's got recording data. Literally, they're just carrying around the hard drive. Like, <laughs> it's like, we've scanned this data. Barry has analysed it. Now, get over here, Jonathan. 
And let me put it into the heart. Oh, shit, Jonathan got killed. We can't store this data. <laughs> oh, no, his, his, his unicorn is right here. Okay, <laughs> just pick it up. Yeah, and- but I've only got one hand. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's a hard drive. Just stick it in your backpack. Okay. <laughs> like, hey, we should put all these into one device. <laughs> the whole game is leading up to the invention of the tricorder. But they realise that they can have a device do more than one thing. And then Q <laughs> turns up and it turns out that it was, like, um, him showing Picard how the um, how the tricorder was created. <laughs> oh, yeah. We get a little a cameo by Patrick Stewart there at the end. Yep. Okay, three, two, one, quick. Yes. Please. Well, this is gen- generic. Process. Equipping. <laughs> so... Uh, Process kind of makes me think of, like, having to do some sort of processing on something before, like, refining it in some way or joining it in some like, processing it in some way. Like, processed cheese. Yep. <laughs> or, like, blacksmith armor. That it had to be processed before, before the knight yeah. could wear it. Yeah. So, is this just- is this a game where, like, everything- that you can equip needs to be crafted and processed from scratch before you can- Like, you can't pick up anything that you just find or anything that's given to you. You literally have to build it from nothing. Wait, that's just Minecraft. So, I- I'm seeing that maybe it's that you you are an unusual body shape and um, therefore <laughs> okay. nothing fits you off the rack. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, you have to do some modifications. Which is actually one of my- one of my gripes about a lot of these games. You just pick stuff up and it always fits you. It's like, sorry, but I never find stuff in my size. <laughs> I like the idea of an RPG where the, you're the right class for it. You've got a level high enough. It's a plus five dagger of flame. Wait, it can't be a dagger. It's a plus five, like, uh, flame resistant shirt, but like- the neck is not big enough for your head. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the neck size is just three sizes too small, so you can't wear it. You have to sell it, uh, <laughs> even though it's exactly what you need to to storm that nest of fire ants. And and, and the only Giant thing that you can ants. actually get is, like, a negative one flame, <laughs> flame you know, fla- flammable shirt. <laughs> it's a flammable shirt. It's like- it's on fire constantly. <laughs> it's an everlasting flame shirt. Uh, but, but that's the only thing that fits you. So, <laughs> that's all you can wear. Unless you do some modifications. Unless you process it in some way. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> the only way to actually fix it is like to just shovel dirt on, on, onto it. And then it just becomes a flammable shirt again. <laughs> it's just a flammable shirt. Yeah, until it gets a whiff of fu- of flame. <laughs> and it's like someone's smoking again. three metres away. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, fuck. Alright. I, I think that was the whole joke. Let's click again. <laughs> three, two, one, click. Sometimes you've got to be patient. Biology. Okay. So. Where is your, where is your brain gone? Your three-year-old child. Okay. Has swallowed your diamond wedding ring. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have to be very patient <laughs> if you want to get it back. <laughs> because biology takes a long time. <laughs> 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 
Luckily for you, the biology of your child will not digest your diamond ring. I'm not sure where the game is unless we're literally creating a VR game where you have to dig through human feces. <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> Let's not. Um, so, I was thinking that you are a doctor. Yeah, I was patient in that. Is that yeah. is that where you're going? Like, yeah, yeah, patient, and then biology, and you mentioned it as part of the last the last um, episode that we recorded about the Last of Us, and it yes. made me think about you know one of the characters in the game. Spoiler alert: appears to be the the only one who's actually immune to this disease. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that maybe it's a patient transport sort of sort of game in which you've got to get this one rather sick patient across across the city. Right. So are they conscious? Or is it like a crazy taxi ambulance driving game? Well I'm thinking it starts off as, you know, you're you're a doctor in the back of the ambulance with, with the patient. But there's right. like there's like a massive a massive traffic jam. And you know you have to get it out. So it, it turns out that, you know, a lot of the game is you trying to just push the um push the patient on, on one of those really dodgy um we- <laughs> wheelie hospital beds. Hospital trolleys. Yeah. yeah. So hospital beds. I'm thinking you can have multiple different ways of getting your patient across the city. Um, one of them is going down like massive st- uh, subway steps and just. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we could use the same engine that we create for Bellboy Blast here, <laughs> pushing the trolleys, pushing. You got the same movement controls. That's what three weeks ago. <laughs> you expect someone to remember that? <laughs> well, it was a good one. It wasn't just a single joke. It was the whole game. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Um, I think. I don't think our our listeners are goldfish. <laughs> okay. So. So okay. Are people trying to stop you from getting this person there, or it's more of a Mister Magoo situation where just like the where the stupid the, 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 happening? Yeah, the city just is, seems to be against you. Um, I can't. I can't like the idea of there's no conspiracy. There's no nothing like that. It's just it's like crowds and getting it onto a on train happening. and. The street's blocked. So I'm seeing with with the train, you know, you can have the old joke of of the doors closing on the on the trolley bed, and you got to try and work out how to actually move it up so that it it'll actually fit onto the train. <laughs> so maybe instead of a a person who's the only person who's immune to a disease, like maybe it's a a transplant sort of situation, so that there's more of a time limit. Like like you've got a time limit. So maybe it is a bit more of an arcadey sort of game where every level you've got a patient and you've just found out that there's like a kidney waiting for them at such and such hospital. <laughs> but they've already like you've already put them under anesthesia. <laughs> and, so you've got to transport them. And you don't have any ambulances. Or maybe you start off in an ambulance, but like inevitably you hit something because of all the things that keep happening, and then you have to go on the tr- with the trolley, and eventually the trolley breaks down, and then you just have to like carry them or drag them, <laughs> or, f- or find things in the environment, like put them on a skateboard somehow. Oh, that that could be kind of cool. It's like weekend at Bernie's sort of um, skateboarding. Yeah, you're kind of holding them up. Yeah. Well, and it could even be that like depending on where you are in the city, uh, and at what point. You know, your trolley, your ambulance breaks, or your trolley breaks. Like, it's going to be a lot easier 
to get a person onto a train if they're not on a trolley. Yeah. But if you're gonna if you're gonna need to wheel them lots of places at the other end, then that's gonna be a problem. So then when you get to the other end you need to find something with wheels or you try to get the trolley on the train. Yep. So it's sort of it's just some, there's some strat- strategy around when you ditch any particular mode of transport. Sounds good. I like the idea of the um of the transplant. I'm just wondering if there can be some opposite missions in which you've got a patient who can't be moved, so you've got to get across the city to get the to get the okay. um, the patient who who is or oh, the cadaver, and then get yeah. the cadaver or or something back across the city so that well, um, or can you just like take the organ out of them and then you have to get the organ to them in time? Yeah, but that that diminishes the time. Like if if you manage to if you're right. able to somehow you know choose a Choose a route through the city that um that could actually you know have uh, have this person hooked up to an iron lung. Well, and- an iron. Lung. <laughs> <laughs> what fucking century are we in? <laughs> I mean, no, I like that idea though. That well, I mean, that could that could even be the whole game. Like, you start off in the ambulance. At some point, you have to ditch the ambulance. Then you've got the trolley. At some point, you have to ditch the trolley, and then you're carrying the person around. At some point, you have to ditch the person, pull the organ out of them, but then because the, like because up to that point, the body is on some sort of life support, and like it's not going to yep. last long, but it's going to last longer than the organ literally outside of the body. So yeah, it's kind of this race to get it there, strategically deciding when to ditch each mode of transport, including the body itself, to yep. get your organ. Into the person. So, so I'm, I'm now seeing that, you know, you, you're running past like a, um, a, a shop that's selling, um, ice. So you yeah. find, you find the shop that's selling an esky. You get the esky, you get back to, you get back to the shop that's selling ice and you fill up the esky full of ice and you rip out the, I don't know, the heart, heart or lung or Kalima. You know, penis or whatever. Um, <laughs> and you know, then you, you're transporting that. Yeah. I quite like it. Yeah, that's cool. And then when you get to the end, you just like dunk it into <laughs> the body, there's, and like streamers go off and stuff. It's full on. There's, there's, just- lit- there's literally they they always set up like a basketball backboard just above <laughs> the set it up over the <laughs> in the operating room over the body, just aim perfectly. But you can fuck up that last shot. Like okay. it's like oh shit, this is off the backboard. <laughs> but in, in this case, the backboard wasn't <laughs> sterilized, but the um, but the net so was. Can- <laughs> <laughs> so you have to get a switch. So yeah, as 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 she gets as she gets to the operating room, like another doctor runs up beside you and basically tells you the the requirements for how to get into the body, and it's like. All right, well, we we couldn't sterilize the backboard. We did sterilize the net, so you have to either dunk it or swish it. Um, or, 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 like, you haven't been sterilized. You don't have time to go through sterilization, so you have to do a three-pointer. Because <laughs> you, you can't- Otherwise, you're getting too close to the patient, and they'll get an infection and die. <laughs> I, I'm just- I'm just now picturing, like, if you remember that Monster Factory episode where- where Griffin was playing the um the three pointer game in on uh, Wii Sports and he missed every single shot. <laughs> oh God, his heart's all over the ground. Well, and, and I just <laughs> yeah, 
you can you can try to be really like dunking is obviously the best way, you know, to be sure that you're gonna get it right in the hoop. The hoop. Sometimes the patient's right in the way. <laughs> well, yeah, you have to you have to do the right path to get there, and you have to not dunk too hard because if you shatter that backboard. <laughs> <laughs> There's glass. Like your patient's going to be full of glass shards, and they're not going to survive that. It's at least it safety will, glass, but, but it <laughs> will look really cool, and a music will play, and there'll be slow motion. <laughs> you, you do, you do one of those, you know, behind the back windmill dunks. Oh yeah, like, oh yeah. It's just got a beating heart in your hands. Badum, badum, badunk. All right, let's click again. That's the name of the. Of the game. Ba-dum, ba-dunk. Ba-dunk, ba-dunk. <laughs> ba-dunk, ba-dunk, ba-dunk. <laughs> <laughs> Three draw click. <laughs> initiative. Blessed. The blessed initiative. <laughs> blessed are the meek. <laughs> sounds like... No, I was going to say it sounds like a fucking church-run secret ops group. Like okay. black ops, black ops church team. Oh yeah, <laughs> the blessed initiative. And it start every single mission starts out of the Vatican. Oh yeah, okay. That's that's your home base. That's, that's your, your like, home base. Secret base is it? It's under the Vatican. Yep. So uh, there's things like exorcisms that you get to you get okay. to go out and perform yeah. throughout the world, uh, capturing like sacred artifacts. And you could have a multitude of different different things. Like all of a sudden, uh, there's some nails that go up go up for auction at at like this underground auction. You go check it out, and it's like, yep, these are these are the nails that nailed Christ to the Christ to the cross. And right. so you know they've got mystical powers, and you you've got to make sure that yeah, like the more holy artifacts you generate, the more powers each of your operatives have. <laughs> are they super powered? <laughs> I guess they are now. They're wholly superpowered. That's why they're blessed. Yeah, and I, I think I think you have to you have to choose the right the right part of the team to go to the right. Yeah. So just heads Mission up, we're probably we're probably going to get very blasphemous. Oh, I'm I'm trying to stay out of that. I'm just trying to trying to go with like a fun story, you know, where. Oh, really? So I shouldn't tell. Should I, so I shouldn't come up with a power where where someone can blind somebody by shooting blood out of their palms. <laughs> <laughs> Stigmata Sam. <laughs> Stigmata Sam. Um, well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to say in this world, like everything that we were we were sort of taught about religion is somewhat true, but there were a lot of mystical, a lot of mystical shit going on back in back in Bible times. Yep. So the Vatican Bible has times. to has to keep it all um, under the wraps, and that's what the Blessed Initiative. So it's kind of like Harry Potter, but for churchies. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you find you find yourself brought into this world of mystical religious artifacts, and everyone else are muggles. They don't know what's going on. Yeah, and and you know you got you got the select few few people who think they they know stuff, but obviously you've got to you got to try and keep keep the peace, as yeah. it were. Yeah. And, um, you know, maybe in- investigate miracles that are that are occurring to to see if they can be attributed to a saint. So, um, so you get there, you get to the Vatican, and uh, you're induct- you're brought into this uh, group, this team, and they introduce you, and you get up to like 
the big kind of desk where all the all the planning happens and there's a person at the end, they've got long hair and they turn around, they've got an eye patch and it's Jesus. And he <laughs> is like this grizzled old Jesus uh, and he's like running the whole thing. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like the idea of him being like a Nick Fury type yeah, well, character. That, yeah, exactly. It's the eye patch. Yeah. It's like the- <laughs> Sends you on all your missions. Long flowing hair. And, oh, yeah. And he's Middle Eastern. Yes, definitely. Is that, well, what's the gameplay then? Like, we sort of, we've come up with the general story setting, world setting. Is it? So, I'm sh- thinking. A squad it's based a, shooter? It, it's a first person action adventure sort of, sort of thing, but there's no. There's no shooting of guns or anything like that. I think, I think for, for beating, beating, um, you know, if you're going to the exorcism, exorcism level, then you've got crosses and you've got holy water that you can, you can spray around and then you can, you know, recite something from, from the Latin book. Right. You're fighting off like actual demons. I, th- I think so. Yeah. And the idea is that, you know, holy water and, and the cross can, can, can sort of can damage them better than any, Weapon. Can damage them than any like any any conventional weapon, weapon. Yeah, I kind of like that idea, and I think the idea of having a separate initiative that you're going up against, that is like trying to collect all these things that that you're also trying to collect, and maybe they're causing some of these um exorcisms through some of the artifacts that they've actually stolen. Right, uh, and it's it's Indiana, you're up against Indiana Jones. <laughs> He's trying to put them in. He's trying to put them all in museums. This belongs in a museum. <laughs> it's like it's too fucking dangerous to be in a museum. This belongs in a museum. <laughs> this face melting arc belongs in a museum. <laughs> cool. I like it. I like it a lot. Three to one. Damned. Weird. <laughs> okay, so there's weirds. There's weird goings on. And was, yeah. there's like a blessed initiative. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to go for like for Weird Al fighting his way through hell, but we've already done a Weird Al game before too. Oh yeah, did we? we did too. Shit. Yeah. Or at least, well, he was he was in it. He he was a character. Um. Okay, so I kind of like the idea that maybe because Weird Al didn't get permission before doing. Gangster's Paradise as Amish Paradise. Um, okay. He ended up in- He ended up in hell. That was his one In hell. Scene. That was his- but that, it, was that was all his it one took. thing. And so, kind of God of War style. <laughs> Weird Al is, like, battling through the- How many circles of hell were, were, were there? Oh, at least seven. Dante's Inferno? At least seven. I don't Either know. way. Like, he, he's, he's stuck in, like, the- the seventh or ninth circle of hell, whatever it is, and he's got to get all the way out. I kind of like the idea that y- you um, you start back at the like in in the inner circles. You kind of look like he did when he was younger. So as as it goes goes on throughout throughout the game, you're gradually moving moving forward in his career, and maybe each each circle of hell okay. is is like an album. Okay. So, so you're fighting against enemies that are inspired by by the songs on that <laughs> album. 
we're we're going to have to get permission from a lot of people just to make this game because then now we're creating likenesses of Weird Al being Michael Jackson and Madonna and Kurt Cobain and whatever. So, in the like a surgeon level, I'm seeing it as you're going through this level with with like a scalpel and all that sort of stuff, and you, you're basically trying to take out all the patients. In the fat level, you're just eating lots and lots of food, right? So it's it's sort of you're going through all the all the different the different songs, but the final level I think has to be Amish Paradise because right, that's the one that's- that got you in trouble in the first place. Yeah. And so, are you fighting Coolio? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> think, I think you've got to. And and maybe um, it's not quite the final level. Like, it turns out that, you know, this was just one, one or part one. And then the next part is, like, the next half of his career. <laughs> <laughs> so, act one is just... <laughs> ending up fighting Coolio, beating Coolio. Are you just saying that because that's about where in his career that song fell? Yeah, it's about halfway. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, then he has to fight his way through heaven <laughs> for the for the latter half of his career <laughs> and kill God. This is the game where Weird Al Yankovic kills God. I mean, who doesn't want it? We all we've all been waiting for it. It's just, it's you know. It's been a long time coming. So I kind of, uh, kind of really like the idea of you know the God of War mechanics that you know you you don't necessarily have to have like the the massive chain chainsaws that you know. No, you don't want Weird Al. I, I think I think he has to have an accordion. <laughs> I was thinking to say accordion. <laughs> yes, it's like his main weapon. You can upgrade it. So accordion. All these like musical attacks. Um, you can throw Harvey the. Harvey the hamster at people, and he like mauls people to death. Right, you know it's it's his like special grenade attack or whatever. You you are much more familiar with uh, Weird Al with Weird Al law than I am. Yeah, yes, but no, I re- I really like this idea. I can just <laughs> I can picture all these different. I levels. do like the idea of a wacky God of War style game based on Weird Al. That's pretty awesome. All right, let's click again, though, because I don't know how far... Read it one click. Yes. Bear. Pool. Now, this could be obvious if it was a particular type, like a particular spelling of the word bear, but it's not that spelling. It's B-E-A-R. So, it's not a skinny dipping game. It's a (laughs) billiards game where everybody is a bear. (laughs) I was actually just thinking, it's a game where it's at a swimming pool and some dastardly person dumps a bear in the pool and everyone's got to got to try and escape. It's a um, game where you're swimming away from a bear. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like if someone dropped a shark in a pool, it's like, no, in this case, they dropped a bear in a pool and you got to get away. I mean, yeah, that'd still be pretty dangerous. <laughs> and also, if the bear gets out of the pool, it's going to like a shark can't get out of the pool. And you know what the hard level is? A fucking polar bear, because those motherfuckers <laughs> can swim. Yeah. So okay. So it's Olympic sized swimming pool, just to make it so that you've got some room to go. And it's and and Different it's a multiplayer types of game. Bears. 
It's a multiplayer, it's a multiplayer game. game. You just have to swim faster than the other people, not the bear. Yeah, so you've, you've got to sort of... It's kind of like reverse PUBG in that you've got a small circle that you've got to start in. Okay. And then everyone's got to work out how to actually get out of the pool in in the best the best way. So they they drop the bear in at like the furthest point away from you and now you've got to just work out how to get out of out of this pool. So is there a slow swimmer that you can like cripple? And <laughs> <laughs> Right. So you have to So just so each person has sort of stats for like swimming speed and skill, yep, weight Buoyancy, um, and each character how is like randomized. Um, do they have honey smeared all over their body? Yeah, it's that sort of party, you know. It could be randomly. We procedurally yep. generate the sweet substance that's smeared on your body. <laughs> could be maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was waiting for you to go there. Okay, and so based on the people around you, you have to strategize. It's like, all right, well, the bear's over there. I'm not going to get away from the bear. But I might be able to, yeah, like- Get away cripple, from this person. Yeah, cripple that person and make- Then the bear's going to slow down, eat them. I'm, I'm wondering how you can cripple or maybe you got a stat as to when the last time you ate was. And if you <laughs> ate within the last hour, then you could get a cramp. Yeah, there's the possibility of a cramp, yep. Maybe you can shove food into someone's face <laughs> as a way to cripple them so they get a cramp. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've obviously got like lung capacity as well, so you can swim underwater because you know, you've got to swim. You can't just cross the lane barriers. No, you got to swim under them. You got to swim under them, and so how many players are you thinking? Are you thinking um, maybe thirty-six? Thirty-six. <laughs> <laughs> how are we gonna? Be- this is ridiculous. There's nothing in a pool that's gonna like. What are the <laughs> obstacles? It's just a square <laughs> section of water, rectangular section of water. Okay. So, in this pool, there's like lots of those, lots of those like inflatable pool toys. All right. And they're sort of floating on the surface. Okay. So, so there was a big party going on. Yeah. Hence the honey and maple syrup smearing. Everyone's naked. Hence the heavy smell of marijuana smoke in the air. Yeah. The haze makes it a bit harder to see. Well, I'd see, I guess since it's competitive, like it might not just be about getting out of the pool because other people are going to push you back in. So, you're having to avoid other people getting pushed back in. It's going to take you a little while to yep. get back out. If you're too close to the bear, it's going to get you. So, it's, it's actually a survival of the fittest. Whoever yep. can can be the last one surviving. Yeah. Um, and then- Ooh, he, he's a bit of a wrinkle. It's whoever the last two are surprised, who last two survive, and then they fuck, and then all their genetic offspring, <laughs> like it literally is survival of the fittest- Goes and that's oh, the no. randomly selected <laughs> traits for the next generation of 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 bear escapees, including what including the stat of how much honey is smeared on your body. Apparently, that's genetically passed on. It's hereditary. Okay, so so one of the things that never has never worked yet, and okay. I still like the idea. Yep, is the asynchronous multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Of oh. a player controls the bear. One person's controlling the bear. Yes. Now, there's nothing you can actually do to <laughs> to actually stop the bear. You okay, just have to be yeah. the last one surviving, and the last one surviving becomes the bear of the next game. All right. Okay. 
Hmm. So, um, yeah, that's cool. You're, you're in this enclosed area, so it's literally, can you, um, you know, you start, you start in the, in the center of the pool, and then, you know, you've got to get out. You can push other people back in. You can, you can trip people up. You can, you like, um, there's like objects you can pick up, throw in the pool to make it more difficult for other people to get out. Yep. You can maybe get a get a wrench and and like use it on on the um, ladder on the side of the pool to get rid of the ladder so that you can push right, it. Right, so it takes longer for people to get out. Yep, yep. You could even have like a level where you know there's a there's a small diving platform that you can you can climb up to. Yeah, but there just happens to be like a, a way for um way for the bear to to like climb up beside it. Like it's. It's not a very good, um, it's not like a ladder, it's like a, a staircase sort of thing. So, right. it's not going to save you for, for very long, but it gives you a nice, quick, easy escape route back into yeah, the pool. Yeah, back into the pool, but you might risk yeah, getting, the bear. getting flattened by a bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, uh, okay, so I, uh, one thing I like, uh, I think should be in this game is swimming isn't just like pointing in a direction. I oh, think no, there has you, to be some could, technique, gotta... like you have to kind of, there's some timing around kicking. Depending, yeah, depending on what stroke you're doing, like oh, when, when you like pump how, each other. How you can actually and... do this is, you know, you've got to get your left bumper and your right trigger press at the same time and then swap. And so you're trying to keep that, that sort of Okay, so happening. like the bumpers, uh, you, you, um, your hands, legs, your legs, or other way, yeah. Your bumpers are your hand, your arms, and the triggers are your feet, and you yeah. sort of got to alternate that's just, that. That's just swimming, swimming. So you got to use the thumbstick. And they have to press thumbstick. a button to breathe. You got to use the thumbstick to to determine which way you're going to face. Yeah. And yeah, you got to press a a to like breathe to the side or x to say, um, may, maybe it's B and X. So you have B to breathe to the um to the right and X to breathe to the left. <laughs> Does it matter? Yeah, because if you try to breathe and your arm's down, then, you know, your arm's going to sort of be in the way. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And uh, depending on the stroke, like, that works for freestyle. You have to, like, alternate bumpers. But if you're doing, like, butterfly, then you have to be pressing them at the same time, like, each arm. Well, if you're doing butterfly, then somehow you've got to, you know, create, like, the dolphin-like <laughs> movement. Which yeah, is really, exactly. really hard. <laughs> it's using the right thumbstick to do that. You have to waggle it in the right way. <laughs> yeah, okay. I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 fun. Okay, let's click one more time. Three to one click. Dry. Material. Okay. Some sort of rain mechanic could be interesting. Or like water mechanic where you have to stay dry okay. for some reason. Or, yeah, like, so the material comes from the, the, you're wearing some sort of special suit that has different properties when it's dry versus when it's wet. Uh, and so you have to manage, yeah, like, y- you get challenges when it's raining outside because your suit does something okay. you don't want it to. VR game. Okay. Hand controls an umbrella. Okay. And yeah. you're trying to keep your suit dry. Yeah. And obviously, because it's, it's raining and it, yeah, it's suede. That'll do. <laughs> you know, and you haven't waterproofed it. Yeah. <laughs> so the the idea of the game is to sort of tell which way the wind's blowing from. <laughs> right. So you got to like use the angle of the rain, make sure 
to determine to make sure that the umbrella's pointed in the right direction. Yep. Umbrella's pointed in the right direction. Um I actually had to do that on the way home today and I nearly turned my umbrella inside out when all of a sudden the wind changed direction. <laughs> Um, yeah, that could be an interesting mechanic. It's obviously not the only thing that happens in this game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there needs to be some consequence, I guess, to you getting wet. So, it's not actually your jacket. It's, okay. <laughs> it's a jacket that you've borrowed, and you okay. regret having borrowed it, <laughs> because it's now raining. <laughs> We're cutting out that last one. <laughs> Don't make <laughs> reference to the cutout <laughs> words that we didn't use. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not the whole suede jacket. Maybe there's another reason you can't get wet, and and so the consequence comes around that. Maybe you're a witch. <laughs> <laughs> so you're green skin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're a classic Oz witch, and yep. yeah, you need to go to the shops like. You can't just stay inside all the time. I mean, it rains a lot here. You live in fucking London. Okay, so <laughs> I'm seeing this as this is actually a a mobile game, not VR anymore. Okay. So it's like kind of like the game Steppy Pants. Yeah. Um, in that, you know, there's it's like kind of one puddles touch and stuff control. on the ground that one one touch and you you're stepping to sort of move forward, like move forward, and you know. Maybe there's a mechanic about, like, making sure that it's a timing thing of where, where your umbrella's sort of wanting to be pointed as you, as you take your step forward. Mm. Cause it, cause maybe you, in, in, in one case, you know, you've got like rain coming in on a 45 degree angle. So you gotta make sure that you're actually, you know, covering yourself up with, with that. Well, maybe. You've also gotta watch out for like cars driving past that can spray Well, maybe there can be a mechanic and- where, your umbrella is actually built into your broomstick. Mm-hmm. So, depending on which way the rain's coming from, or whether it's raining or not, perhaps, you can either use your broomstick as an umbrella or you can ride on it, which makes you go faster and you're more manoeuvrable. Mm-hmm. So, you're kind of having to choose at any one point. It's like, oh, shit, it's going to start raining again. I need to slow down, but there's a car coming. Like so, you're gonna, you gonna. It's all about the timing of of when to switch between flying your broom and using it as an umbrella. Oh yeah, I like that that mechanic. Yeah, obviously, there's only a certain amount of time that you can fly on the broom, and uh, you can't fly above clouds and get above the water. And no, no, I'm I'm thinking it's I'm thinking it's not even it's barely even getting above the ground. You just you just use it for the speed of it. Like it's yep. just faster than walking. But if it's raining, obviously you can't use it. And, yeah. yeah, if it's raining, you can't use it at all. So it it then becomes one of those quick quick fire games of oh look you you got fifty meters down the road before before you got rained on before you got rained on and melted into a puddle, and what it what it actually does is creates another obstacle for you because it's now a wet puddle <laughs> that you have <laughs> right. to oh well, oh that's a good point too so to get over puddles you have to be on your broomstick. Or you can jump with. Or with you can the jump. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's easy. It's easier. I like the idea of having having like big sort of puddles on the ground that that cars can drive past and spray it up on you, because this um, Ozwitch happens to be in the real world. Yeah, yeah, I think so. She's just walking down the street. She's just going to Whole Foods. Yep. 
I don't know why I chose Whole Foods. Whole Foods. We don't have Whole Foods in Australia. Um, why would a witch? Do you think witches eat organic? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, let's. I think. I think we're gonna finish up on that witchy rain game called Witchy Rain in the style of my mobile games. Thank you for joining us today on Bitstorm. If you'd like to find us on our social media, you can go to Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, BitStormCast, on all of those networks. We also have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash BitStorm, where we put up a listener click pitch every week so you can share your game ideas from our random prompt. We are also on Podchaser. Go there and search BitStorm. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review. You can save us. Soon you'll be able to add to lists. Soon you'll be able to do lots more shit. It's awesome. pretty neat. We're on iTunes. You can rate, review, and subscribe to us there. We'd really like you to especially rate us there because we don't currently have a star rating on our podcast, so that'd, that'd be really good. We also have a website, bitstormcast.com. I'd like to plug the awesome podcasts out there on AGPN, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. We're part of the Two Pods a Day campaign, where for every day in October, they are going to promote two different podcasts for you to go check out. We were featured on Day 8, which was really, really good. Had some great reviews there. We'd like to thank Kurudas for the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure. Thank you all for joining us on BitStorm. I'm Travis Scott. I'm Ben Slinger. The end. (laughs) 